Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my sleepy co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. That's right. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole discography per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every album by... The beautiful, weedy sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Oh, baby, this is Alex's lucky day. This is an Alex pick. Oh, I... I don't even know how it happened, but uh, I was like, I, I need, I need it. Yep. Uh, long time fan, Alex. Um, it's crazy. Yes. Not, I'm sure there's longer time fans, but how long time? Um, since I was 20, yeah, 20, 20. I don't know. That's if, a good while, dude. I don't know if I shared my, my, sl- the sleep universe. Cause it's like sleep. ohm high on fire. Uh, we've talked a little bit about High on Fire. We've you've, you've cited Ohm many times in the past. Yes. We, we've talked about sleep here and there. We never really jumped in. So I was getting my beautiful, painful back tattoo. And, you know, it's like five sessions. Yeah. And the guy doing it plays this fucking band. Not sleep. It mm-hmm. was Ohm. Oh. And I just felt like so bonded to those albums holy shit and he like bought me like this how old he like burned me the cds nice goes to the good days dude the burned cds and i've just been in in love with them ever since we did cover shrine builder though yes we did yes we did uh go check out that episode and we have covered a little bit of doom metal teeny bit with scene vitus go check out that episode too uh, people don't like us for that one but it's oh really it's okay. and we shot on that first singer quite a bit <laughs> we're wino we're wino men we like we like our wino hey yeah i like i like guys who are like man my life's a mess i need to get sober let me go to the desert and do some peyote if it works it works <laughs> also al and wino might fucking hate each other do they? But now we know the true monster was actually Scott Kelly. We know. Now we know. Now we know. Behind the scenes, he was manipulating with all of them like he did with his family. He was manipulating the whole band. Yeah. Now <sighs> we know it wasn't Al or Wino. I, I had such a, I just love Wino. Like he's such a fucking interesting character. I mean, he's not even in this band. Uh, we'll get, we'll get to Al. Whatever. And, and Matt. It's Wino adjacent. Yeah. It's Wino. Yeah, he's <laughs> such an interesting guy. And it's like, I don't want to, you might get into some shit hanging around that guy, but sure. I don't mind that guy. Sure. From afar, I don't mind that guy. I think one of the best descriptions I ever heard of him was like, if there's anyone that like should have been a rock star. Oh yeah. It was Dave Grohl. that right? Or s- someone. Or some, I don't remember. Some, yeah. They're like, it's fucking Wino. Wino is the only person in the world who like should have been a rock I think it might've been Dave Grohl. Yeah. Uh, Cause he was also on uh, Probot, which we yes. covered that as well. Yeah. Uh, dude. Wine was brutal, but now we talk about sleep. Sleep, uh, arguably one of the most influential influential metal bands, probably uh, at least in the stoner metal genre. They are, yeah, it's like the kings, the originators, the kings of the weed mountain. So I think of like Electric Wizard and other bunch of other bands who blatantly ripped off Black Sabbath. That, mm-hmm. That's where I'm. That's how I know of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Electric Wizard is just literally written on the name of the band, but like, that's just the thing. It's pentatonic. We sound just like Black Sabbath, and that is not my bag. It is very much is my bag. It is Alex's bag to a fucking T. Sleep is a little, a little different, a little interesting. To to be fair, Sleep did put out an album called the Ionic Life EP. So I don't know the reference. 
Tony Iommi. Oh, uh, oh, wow. Holy shit. That is more on the nose than I could have ever imagined. And then, and also volume one and volume two. And the, volume two is the same cover as volume four from Black Sabbath. Giza Butler. Giza, yeah. but the song Giza, but they, they're not hiding. They're not pretending they're not influenced by Black Sabbath. So it can't be that bothered by it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, yeah, they're not passing off as like, no, no, this is our sound. It's like, we love Black Sabbath and we love weed. And that's what sleep is. Yes. This is a very much and i'm not even exaggerating a holy worshiping experience of weed and black sabbath they literally worship marijuana and black sabbath like maybe they worship marijuana more like literally worship marijuana oh they 100 percent do yeah um also just like the whole their whole story in the 90s is so interesting and it's it's so fun to think of like a world where maybe like sleep did get popular like yeah. would they this be called grunge or like would grunge music change like well that's the thing because you can kind of classify melvin's go check out all those episodes melvin's as grunge but they pioneered sludge metal and mm-hmm. they were sludge metal i mean yeah. they were like the first sludge metal band along with i guess you count black flag if you want but this is the same time period as those Melvin, the Sludge Melvin's albums, mm-hmm. it's in the same kind of vibe as, as them for the most part. Oh, some songs more than others, but there's a lot of sludginess here. There's a lot of sludginess here. I don't think they'd fit in very well with grunge at, I mean, at yeah. all. I think yeah. they would have been kicked out immediately. They are, they are t- there's a little bit too much 70s worship going on. But uh, but not in a way that feels like derivative in a way that maybe like a band like Jet or Wolfmother does. So I would say if you just isolate the riffs, you play the riffs, you learn the riffs on your own guitar. It is one million percent derivative. Yeah. You put you put on the record. It's not quite as derivative. No. They, they have the personality and a, and a presentation that is. It is not accessible. It is not like your, your your dad's heavy metal. No, the the albums appropriately, one more than others, are experiences. Like it's one thing to hear like Dragonaut or yeah. other songs, but like to sit and listen to these albums are are experiences. They are indeed experiences. It I hate saying this. But it's so dependent on where you're at and what you're doing. If uh, I listen to all these albums on a super long drive mm-hmm. and uh, was not that receptive. Oh, okay. I, like I, I, there's parts like, oh, that's very cool. I'll give that up. Otherwise, like it's just fucking pentatonic, heavy stoner, stoner metal. What's the big deal? Change the setting. I was able to focus more. I'm like, God damn it. That rules. It, it does. A bit of a spoiler alert and. I'll, I'll get more in depth like dope smoker used to be a, a challenge to listen to and it was a challenge i was willing to do here and there this because i for reasons it's just so fascinating to me yep now just it's a breeze it's a breeze i have that song album song has been in my periphery and in my life for so long now yeah and i've heard it I, don't, I couldn't tell you if I've heard the whole thing, yeah. but I've definitely heard a lot of it. Yeah. And I never, and this is my first time like sitting down and absorbing yeah. to the point where I got fucking ripstone last night, listening to dope smoker. <laughs> I had to, I had to complete the experience. I had to yes. know. 
this band is so weedy i floated the idea to mike about maybe getting high for this episode we wouldn't get through the episode no (laughs) i wouldn't be reading at all i would be stuck no but that's how prominent weed is in this band it is it's it's called dope smoker for crying's sake but uh there is more to them this would make cypress hill blush no maybe not but yeah (laughs) they'd appreciate it I, i think they would so Oh, man, these guys. So we have some notes here from our boy Tom Osborne. We should all go support and follow because he does a lot of work for us and he's rad. Um, this is from Monster Riff. It's uh, called Dope Smoker, How Sleeps Magnum Opus. Ended the band's career from 2019. That Like, we could this do an episode on that fucking album? Yes. And which is, if if this episode is lengthy in any way. It's going to be because of that because album. It's because of that album. Yeah. We, I'm just going to call it here. But uh, that's uh, the big juicy meaty part of the band's history is revolving around that time period before that though we get some growing and it's an interesting it's an interesting band from the get-go it's not really they weren't what we know of asleep that is not how it started no they were in a band one word asbestos death yep and uh started off as a trio expanded to include matt pike fucking uh, gangster dude i wonder if he was not wearing shirts back then too. no chance he owned a shirt <laughs> uh but also featured guitarist tom Ch- troy troy yeah. um and yeah they just had a few singles and then from that spawn sleep oh i left uh or no, no, no he's not here yet but okay yeah. uh so yeah it started it was it, it they slowly became <clears throat> sleep and uh, they put up their first record in, in 90. Well, so we're going to be covering four albums total. First one came out in 1991. Last one, 2018 reunion. And they, yeah, they said the first album, is that their only album as a, as a four piece? Uh, yes. Yeah. So they had uh, Justin Marler on guitar, on guitar at that, at that time. And even I, that guy's crazy. Is he? So, we, so we had the main three. Al Cisneros, who apparently I didn't know his name was Luke. He, he was originally I didn't know Luke, that either. Luke Cisneros. No, I don't like that. He's Al. He's Al, dude. Forever. Oh, is that his birth name? No, he just. Is that the typo or? I don't know. Maybe they, he didn't want his real identity out in public. Maybe they just. I don't know, but he is credited as Luke, um, Chris uh, Hakias on drums, and Matt Pike on guitar. Um, Al on on bass and vocals, and. So that's, that's, that's the core three, and I guess we could just start, jump into it. You want to just jump into it? Yeah, because there's, like, things I want to talk about ahead, of, but we got we got to go in, yeah. in order. Because, uh, yeah, where are they from? Did we know? Uh, San Jose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah, a little Bay, bit. Bay area. Bay area. Yeah, so you might as well fucking get into it. So here we go, baby. This is 1991's Volume 1. I almost hesitate if I should put this on, but what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I should have done a timestamp, but that's right. Well, this sit in the tube and throat singing. Yeah. It's good atmosphere. I feel nice and warm listening to this. This band is absolutely atmosphere, like, but not in like a white noise sort of way. No, you're not gonna like meditate. Well, you can meditate to this. It's weird. That's what ohms for. (laughs) 
some sludge metal, dude. Dude, it's it's crazy to like. Like if I heard it now, it's like, oh, obviously this band likes the Melvins. Sounds like the Melvins. And I know the Melvins have a little bit of uh, head start on them, but yeah. like still early '90s. This fucking rules. The way they go into this kind of brutal clean section and then slow it down as they're going into the clean section. That t- so much of that, like we're gonna go into this next second and we're slower. But, yeah, tempo changes are always maddening. doing some like lower sung vocals which becomes very common but on this album this is like the only time he's like singing singing yeah he's a fucking screamer on here you don't really get these like ugly vocals the same way in other albums do not do not I think it's not awesome Those choices, those drum choices, feel very Dale. Yeah. They really do. Which but. is also funny that Dale would end up replacing Chris in oh, Shrine Builder. Did he? Oh, in Shrine Builder, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Shrine Builder. Um, the worst, least favorite, it's... My, I've, my taste will change, my picks will, will change, I imagine... As of right now, personal favorite. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You're pulling a strapping young lad. This is, uh, it's this at times a little rough around the edges for 100%. me. 100%. It is. Yeah. Th- thing is, my argument is that they're all rough around the edges. One yes. or a couple less rough than others. But this one, it's rough, but it is fucking twisted. It is. It is twisted. The most fucked up. This album it's is, the ugliest. It is not only the ugliest, it is the only one not doing Black Sabbath. Mm, okay, yeah. It's it's the more like doom sludge. It is doom sludge. It's there's very little stoner here, maybe yeah. except lyrically. And the riffs where later it, one album from now we're gonna get all these all this pentatonic hard rock stuff, all this mm-hmm. black sabbath stuff. Here it is basically death metal riffs slowed way the fuck down. Yeah, once in a while with a song like Numb, you'll get some some like Sabbathy. Yeah, 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 for sure. That um, should say the suffering, anguish, and scourge are re-recordings of Asbestos Death. Oh, songs. really? Not like in, like Asbestos Death didn't have like a crazy career or yeah. anything, but just a nice little tidbit. I like I like all those songs. I like all these songs. I think every I, song is great. Yeah, there's this times like on the suffering um, where I'm like, oh yeah, those like. Those transitions and the the bridges and the drum fills are a little They're, a little rough. Like this does sound very much like a a young band or has more of like a demo quality to it. It's sloppy as shit. The whole album is slot. I mean, they're they're a sloppy band. They're very messy. But this is like the most sloppy. The suffering around two fifteen. They start progressively uh, getting faster and faster and faster. The song starts getting you know tempos going up, and you can tell by how sloppy it is. How not used to going fast they are. Yeah, it's like ooh, that's. I mean, I still think it's a rad song. I love it. If, uh, if anything, to me, it makes the next album more impressive. How much better they sound and and got in like a, the span of a year. It's just they nuts. the musicianship wise for sure. Uh, I love the the. The absolute guttural rawness of this one. The rawness never really goes away, but here it is the most intense. It's the most brutal. Yeah. Numb. It comes in clean, but it fucking still feels just like, damn, that's like, that's, that hurts. Yeah. Uh, 
appropriately these songs are also appropriate titled like yeah anguish is like some of their their like meanest nastiest stuff you'll hear yeah that's like so what what track is that what number is that uh it's pretty it's like halfway through uh four never mind it's it's four but by that by that point like you already know what they're doing by that track yeah like you get i mean from the first three tracks and then that one uh if you and if you're on board it it rules and yeah. I am on board. It's such a mean and heavy song. I love it. Catatonic is one of the best songs here. It absolutely fucking rips. I agree with you on there. It's it's also like Catatonic and Scourge. If you're like a fan of Sleep Ohm and High on Fire, like all three of them, like the way I am, mm-hmm. those two songs are cool where you can like hear all these like different parts of their DNA in those two songs. So that's why I enjoy them. Scourge is a weird one. Um, it has this odd, like strangely catchy main riff in like a campy evil kind of way. Um, it's also instrumental with, but, but it has these wacky moments. It almost reminds me of the first South Park theme, the Primus one, like the very first, first early one. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Cause I went with like, that's like, almost like reggae the way they do the guitar oh. on like reggae songs because it is it is a clean guitar but it's just very it does quirky yeah <laughs> it doesn't sound reggae but like the way they just the do like style. The, boom. Yeah, the, yeah the picking style it's very it's a strange fucking song i like it i think it's and fun then, as hell and then yeah that bass is almost like sounds more like slint driven it is it mm. is very interesting prey is another totally fucked up one that i absolutely love that, the, these sections sound like like production wise sound just like glue pores treatments melvin's era yeah i i think pray um <clears throat> that song being rough around the edges is a a big plus to it because that very much you brought up the melvin's like like some black flag stuff like i think uh if there's any song that plays into the the rough production and playing it's it's pray yeah they have these like i don't know i'll call them horror harmony harmonies they're they're harmony but they're just really dissonant and really fucked up sounding what is it uh the wall of yon has this really cool fast tribal intro like the fastest most energetic thing on the album at that point then um and and this is what happened a lot in the album it starts out with this energy and you think it's going to keep up the momentum it's going to go into this next section and then (laughs) it just it's such a it kind of it gives your brain whiplash almost yeah with sleep and neurosis there was this like initial thing where i thought i didn't like it at first because in music we're so used to these like big traditional payoffs yeah yeah these uh what do we call it the fucking um crescendos and all that yeah yeah where where on this album in particular or neurosis they're almost like anti-crescendos yeah yeah it, and you feel the funny thing about them is is it's not a, a smooth like all right we're going very fast and now we're so it's like we're going going we're going we're going faster 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 and it's like if you feel like someone slamming on the brakes you feel like someone like pulling the reins on a on a horse where all the members are slowing down at different tempos or like trying to slow down at the same it's like you you feel it in your soul you feel them like 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 uh, burning rubber it's like trying to like slam on the brakes like, like oh shit it's not it's nothing it's nothing clean or abrupt about it it's like oh shit they're trying to slow themselves down it's it's a very interesting sound it's yeah. fucking weird <laughs> what is it um and, and also 
on the wall of Yana has this really cool clean section, which I could say about the whole album. The clean sections are so sadistic and, and great. I love the clean stuff on this album. It's a, uh, it is a fascinating listen. It's, uh, it's maybe not a, a fan maker or what sleep is known for, but, uh, you know, if you're a fan of doom sludge stoner metal, or you just like this, this crazy world of, of Al and Matt. Yeah. I think it's, it's super underrated for that because no one talks about this album. I've, I've never heard anybody reference this album. And Al's vocals are my favorite on this album on compared to any other album. Yeah. He has basically different vocals on every album. He does. And this is my favorite. It's the most harsh, the most like guttural and, and pained. He's like really screaming. And it's uh, it's a cool scream. It sounds, mm-hmm. and it especially fits with these fucked up songs. The There's trace amounts of sabbath influence like they're still there like oh this part's a little bit more rocking than the other but it doesn't feel anything um it doesn't feel like redundant at any point because all the other riffs are so fucked up and and wrong Uh, yeah like i said it's like death metal played super slow and raw and gritty and messy and the production is a definitely definitely a low point there's no crunch to it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of space in the mix the drums feel very lonely but that almost adds to like how shitty it is. I don't mean shitty as like the album sucks. Like, like it sounds like a fucking butcher, you know, a, a butcher's house. What do you call it? Fucking what's a, what's a place where you butcher things? A, a meat market. I, I don't mean, know. We, you go to Ralph's, the market. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it's just, it feels dirty. It feels grimy. It feels shitty and messed up. And the songs reflect that entirely. And it pumps me up. I think it's fucking rad. All right. Yeah, so Alex is Worsley's favorite. I imagine by the logic of they only get better. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. But it is rough. I think if if the playing was a little little bit better, it would have been a more of a Sophie's choice for me. I also like it because it's the only really different one. I mean, they all have differences, but this one is like this is it. This is not. This is barely the band. I mean, it's the band because it sounds heavy and slow, but. The writing style is completely different writing style. I, but yeah, I like all these albums, every single one of them. This was uh, produced by Billy Anderson, who is, well, he's a bit of a superstar with bands that we like. Uh, he's also produced Neurosis, Swans, Melvins, um, Brutal Truth, Buzz Oven, who I don't know, Phantomos, uh, Agalock. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't know them. I, I don't always, know the name of them. I don't yeah, know. I, heard I always said it like that. Uh, Cal Decap, Mr. Bungle, uh, Sunder, Red House, Painters, Wounded Giant. So it, this album may sound like shit, but he's learning. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's learning and obviously got better too. Because, yeah, Agolic, uh, yeah. those like those albums sound amazing. I I don't know which one he did, but. Yeah. Yeah, and this yeah, I wonder when that was compared to this one. But um, this uh, this piece on on sleep, it says what we kind of can surmise from hearing the album. It says oh, while the album earned them a small devoted cult following, they didn't enjoy much attention outside of the doom metal scene, mm. which is not a big scene really. Um, yeah, and then yeah, it's crazy. This the you know holy mountain like. I said, you know, this sounds like a demo. These 
what we're about to hear are actually demos. I did not know that. We're going to get into it. Yeah. Before this next album, though, they put out volume two, the EP, which uh, we didn't cover here because it's, I mean, it's just a couple Sabbath covers. And then two songs will, or on another EP. Yeah. Yeah. That we're going to be covering elsewhere. So the EPs are pretty inconsequential, uh, I think, as far as the grand scheme of it. But now we got the first big album. It's on. This, hey, this is where they signed to Earache. Yes. 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 Big development. Al is now going by Al instead of Luke for some reason. Yeah. Here we go, baby. This is 1992's Sleeps Holy Mountain. Their most famous song? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, now I wonder. This is the only one that I can imagine Normie's hearing. For sure. You can play this for Normie. And I have. Yeah. This is a great song where um, you think it's like, oh, this is just like 4-4 70s rock. It sounds like Sabbath. It's not 4-4, right? It's a little more... Like, it's a little more... No, it's 4-4. Okay. But it's just, it's just a cool rhythm. Yeah, okay. But, uh, I mean, this is just Sabbath. It, it is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get... Pretty shortly, it's gonna become more stoner metal. Uh, but even though it sounds just like Sabbath, it is a lot um, meaner is one way to put it. Dirtier is another way to put it. Drooling is another way to put it. Yeah. It's also, that those those effects on that bass is pretty it was pretty funny there. Al's the, probably one of my favorite bass players ever. Interesting dude. And now say goodbye to that riff for the rest of the song. Because this is the song. I think that's why it works. Because it's not like pure Sabbath yeah. tribute. Because that was pure Sabbath. Now we're doing Stone Metal. And now this is how Al sings for this album. Yeah, it's way different. He sounds more like what we we know now. He does this probably more than any other style, for sure. Also, like, it just fucking grooves. If, yeah. you, if you like hard rock, like, you cannot not like this song. It's simple, but it fucking works. And it's a great song. It's so fucking like pentatonic and mean and hard rock, but it's fucking cool. Also, I. This was not an easy choice. I know. I can feel it in your soul, dude. I, you know, I wanted to be different, but whatever. I'm just going to give this best. Ah, all right. I, I disagree. I think there's an album where the playing is probably better and more unique but goddamn does this album just feel good start to finish interesting i get i get why this album kind of like grew in legend as they like broke up yeah because it looks like it's from the 70s it sounds like it's from the 70s but it's just this i yeah it's this crazy thing where like I, you know, we covered Caius. Yep. And Caius kind of took a while to, to like 
get there i think i know people love blues for the red sun yeah but like to me this is just like a more polished i i don't i'm because i wasn't huge on caius i liked them but i mean the vocals were like a huge point for me where it was, i had to like really focus and, and ignore them because <laughs> i have a taste uh i think i would prefer this for sure over 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 that album but i do think this is a bit overrated i don't understand it that much i i first time i heard it i was like i'm pretty bored the second time i heard it, i was like i'm not as bored but yeah. there are moments where i'm like i am dipping out well also that is i didn't even read these these notes that yeah i guess this and blues for the yeah. it's this 1992 albums yeah there's like this throwback to groovier heavy heavy music definitely um yeah it's it's been a minute since i've listened to this and i was just like i i thought i was gonna get bored but ah. i i never i never did so now they're doing the pentatonic stuff and they're still sludgy and they're still sloppy and messy but not as much not as like it feels way more like like a style now somehow uh, uh, it doesn't feel so much like like these dudes just trying to like throw demos together even though you said this was a demo yes they recorded this as a demo sent it in to earache and earache's like no this is great that's another uh this is fine we can just put this out that's uh, a, yeah that's another come on, come on pilgrim from the mix from the pixie situation yeah and yeah. then i'm not exactly sure in the timeline where it happened if um, it was like the same time where they just sent a bunch of demos out and then got multiple responses or if it was after this, but it's, they also, you know, got the call from, from London records. Oh yeah. It was, it was after this. It was after this. Yeah. Okay. It was for the next album. Okay. So yeah, here's, well, let's talk about the music. Yeah. Then. Here is just, they're on Eric here, but, uh, so my biggest problem and it's not even a problem. It's just more like, ah, oh, that's too bad. The brutal, crazy, twisted, fucked up riffs are gone. They, they are gone. Gone. I mean, they are gone and never to return. In some ways, they kind of return a little bit here and there, but like mostly not here. This is the most Sabbath sounding album they have. It is for sure. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just like you get some some mean, nasty stuff like Evil Gypsy, Solomon's theme. Yeah, that one's pretty mean, pretty heavy. I uh, do like that one quite a bit. It, it's like, I don't know. I almost don't like that song. It's it's like <laughs> you've you've been to the deepest, darkest parts of their soul. I you know. you don't want it it's, unless <laughs> it's, it's not enough fucked up. <laughs> that song. It's like I like. I think there's a charm to the, how raw it is in the performance in this particular recording. It's like if you were to show this song to me in any other context, any other recording of that song, I wouldn't be into it. It's like this specific recording that works for me. I think that's what I mean by these albums are experiences. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, if you hear Dragonaut, maybe you're just like, I don't need to listen to an album, like a whole album from, do I? And I'm like, you actually do. Well, not all the songs. That is a good point because not all the songs sound like that anyway. It, yeah, they're not. It's not just an album of, of Juggernauts, but there are some uh, some pretty brutal, heavy, long songs on here. And most of the songs are, are fairly long. Mm -hmm. Got a, uh, only one of them crosses the, the double digit mark though. That's a oh, from beyond. And that, how much do you like from beyond? I love it. I'm glad. Okay, I I do love it as well. <laughs> it, it is very good. I love that it's this four minutes of like this subdued, like mellow stuff. 
Yeah, that's, yeah. Vocals would come until like four twenty. Like yeah. four twenty. <laughs> they probably do well did that on know. purpose. I know. There's a, mo- a lot of moments from like four twenty. That, that again, four twenty again. All four albums. Also, I I should have, but I didn't. I don't know. I don't know if the lyrics are as like silly and over the top as they'll become. Uh they boy will they? <laughs> I. <laughs> All right, I'm getting a little ahead of myself there. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's this great like four minutes of like, oh, is this this like mood setting or what? No, it's a it's a full song. It, it'll kick you in the dick when yep. it gets revved up. Very fucking cool riffs, super mean riffs. Um, and the the vocals are the same kind of mode throughout. It's like these gruff, monotone kind of semi yells. Uh, is that maybe not? as gentle as he was on the opener, mm-hmm. but he does yell every now and then on this album, but it, more or less it's, it's very much in that kind of uh cleaner style, especially compared to the first album. What else we got? Some, uh, some of the other big ones on here. We got, what's it? Fucking, uh, I mean the title track, might as well talk about the title track. Oh man. Um, or Holy mountain, whatever. Yeah. I, I was like, I know, I know it's the same song over and over again. Yep. But there's something about the title track where I'm this like they are firing on all cylinders here. It's really that th- one didn't work for me. I I love it. I think it's one of the best tracks really? on the album. It's one of the things where I can't say it's bad for what it's doing. I just don't like the riffs at all. If I, I just, if I don't like the riffs, I can't I can't do anything with it. There's just I was talking about how the lyrics become very silly later on. But yeah, there's this like there's this singing about reptilian masters and sonic titans nice. here, and it's fucking cool. Nice, and that's all you need. <laughs> the only other song that I'm not too too hot on is Aquarian. Oh no, I like that opening riff. Oh really? It's one of my favorite. That was so. I was one stoner rock ass opening riff. It's one of my favorite Pike riffs. Oh um, shit. It's just like there's something elevating about it, which is not really a word I would use to describe sleep, despite all the instances of getting high. But you don't really feel like this, like elevated feeling. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me that this is your your best and why I'm not so big on it, because it, it is so pentatonic. It's so it, hard rock. And it's it's so that's that my I, ultimate problem with the whole thing. It's just it's so much pentatonic riffs. Yeah, I went I went back and forth. It's just, it was really hard for me to, to give some, this and something else best because it, it could, it could go either, it could go either way. Ask, ask me like a week from now. I might, mm. I get it. I get it. Some grass it's just a solid ass discography. Fair enough. Some grass is a transition track, but it's rad. Delightful. This it's is a little blue solo guitar bluegrass thing for 48 seconds. I, I wish, you know, they would dabble in that more, although it is a relatively short discography. Yeah, yeah. it's I don't even know where it would fit in, but I would like to see it sh- jammed in somewhere. It's well, neat. Well, it definitely doesn't belong on the next. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> but I'm, uh, I appreciate it here. And so the sun starts out real fast, real messy, really yep. aggressive and shouty. Uh, and then it turns into like, it's weird because there's the, the Sabbath tribute, but I don't know if I'd use like psychedelic too many times. Inside the sun is one of the times I would be like, that's psychedelic. 
I would use the psychedelic for one other song later on. But it's it's, it's, it's a pretty it's surprising how rare I actually think of psychedelia with this band. Yeah, for you know stoner metal, it's very easy to to lean back on that. But they they seem content to venture more into like doom and yeah there's a lot more doom than psychedelia that's for damn sure yeah i had no idea both dragonaut and some grass were in gummo <laughs> i knew about dragonaut i didn't know about some grass i, I, I still have not harmony corinne you're just a fucking maniac i saw gummo i think and i was like oh man this is bum me out i don't want to fucking finish this i think that's how like i remember talking to a some like a friend and he was like oh yeah i heard about sleep because i watched gummo i had a friend it was like one of her favorite movies ever and she's like you gotta watch it you gotta watch it and, and then i was like this is why you're fucked up and i, I get it now like, jesus christ it would have been a lot cooler if she's like you gotta listen to whole you gotta listen to holy man i'm afraid not and i wouldn't trust any woman who said you should gotta listen to holy mountain what <laughs> no, about you damn it what what about a woman who's like you gotta watch holy mountain <laughs> You run. You run as fast as you possibly can. But I can do that as your friend, and I did make you watch Holy Mountain. And it made us better friends. <laughs> it's a different dynamic. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Nain's Baptism is a cool song, but it's odd to close it with a three-minute song after we just sat through From Beyond. I disagree. This is the perfect example of like the anti-crescendo where like we've been building up, we've gone on all these adventures and it's like this weird grinding, awkward sludgy thing. It is like, pretty weird and it's it's like a proggy, hard to predict uh, it's on the cleaner side of things, but also one of the ugliest things written. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. And it's instrumental as well. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, I think it's a wonky closer, but I dig it as a song. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, it's like, even though I do think it's already, it does a lot of things well, of course. Um, I mean, they ditched the death metal brutalist, which breaks my fucking heart. But I mean, th this wasn't like a bad move to go into the, the Sabbathy direction. Also, like, for a long time, it was like just the three albums. So I could see why why this was the chosen one oh uh, yeah between the three uh um, yeah although i think no, no if it was only three my choice my, my choices would be a more unhinged all right interesting yeah. i'm interested <laughs> but yeah it's like they're also jammier than ever now they the songs are longer but they this is this is the jam album for 100 sure. which is funny considering what we got next but well, I don't know if you it's it's like what people do when they jam, but it's not jammy sound. Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they just sort of morphed into a thing that I don't necessarily love, but I do get it. Uh, the presentation is like such character. It is really intense. Um, I could take or leave the songwriting, but I get it. It's fucking heavy. It's cool. It's brutal. It's got good character. Uh, just don't love me. Those fucking Sabbathy riffs. That's all it is. It's really like they're they're just fucking madmen and i don't i don't know how to pick out my favorites <laughs> they are indeed madmen and we are not done this is uh alex's best and a beloved album and a very influential album so after this album it says uh in 1992 sleep released holy mountain uh, 52 minutes of sabbath and weed inspired riffing which is exactly what it is uh, it was a turning point for the band widening their sonic palette for greater appeal 
Holy Mountain was a bridge from doom metal to stoner rock, and it quickly became one of stoner rock's most important albums, right up there with Caius's Blues for the Red Sun. Thanks to Holy Mountain, the band became huge in the San Francisco metal scene and beyond. Met with positive reviews and decent fanfare, Holy Mountain gave sleep some breathing room for their next album after record label Earache dropped the band from their roster. Sleep signed with London Records for two reasons, and this is very important for this fucking next album that we're because the London Records lied. They did and they didn't. <laughs> this is this is the reason. Okay. London Records promised total artistic freedom, and uh, they didn't. They also didn't have any other metal acts, which made the band members think that they would proceed. They would receive preferential treatment from the label. Uh, they signed a six-figure deal, and and it says the band got to work, and as the legend goes, smoked a lot of weed. You don't say. They actually, I've bought it up in other. Um, other podcasts episodes um there's a cool documentary called such hawks such hounds and sleep does confirm that they spent that record advance money on amps and weed amps and weed that's it and to be completely fair they did use the shit out of those amps and that weed on this next album they're both so important they, without those this next album doesn't exist <laughs> so many amps and there's so much weed <laughs> real quick side note first time i saw ohm uh is at uh in la if you've been to la there's a venue echoplex from one end of the stage to the other wall wall of amps and i didn't realize ohm was just a two-piece oh yeah that's right well they're three-piece now by the time at the time yeah they were two pieces and i was like there's no way those are all plugged in. There's no way. And then that your hair first, flew back. The first fucking note. Those are on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if he bought those amps, like... He's going to use them. Yeah. Have you seen this guy? I don't think he has a home. But it's crazy. Him and Rick Rubin look like they should hang out. Yeah. I have a buddy who looks just like al but with no hair instead of all the hair oh man it's like the, the beard and the face it's like i know you <laughs> uh but we have a big big the longest song we've ever recorded alex you are excited i know you're excited i am whoo man let's let's do it so this is such a complicated album and even the release date is complicated so it it was recorded in 1996 yes it was not released officially at Pro all. It was pro, yeah, not properly. It was leaked in 1999, mm -hmm. and then it was finally given a proper release in, in 2003. Yes, and then it had um, another reissue in two, uh, 2012 and 2022. Yes, but 99, 2003, those are like 2003 is the version that we're covering essentially now. Yeah, I mean the the reissues. The yeah, the are yeah. The these are the. the it's like the full proper version. The, yeah, the, the streaming ver the finding the version of fine streaming uh, was the 2022 reissue uh, from Third Man Records, but it, it basically takes the chunk that TP put out in, in 2003. But this is here we go, baby, dope smoker. Better believe I timestamp that shit. I don't have song titles. I have timestamps. You have to. Yeah. Let me tell you, if you don't like this riff, you're, you're just a fool. A fool. Because there's an hour of this riff. You better get you real comfy. It 
It's not like headbang music. It's like it's fucking get stoned off your ass and zen out. faces Matt makes when he's like yeah. I can like picture his face as he's like yeah his fucking belly <laughs> should have recorded this shirtless yes I'm sure he did I don't love my body as much as Matt loves his body otherwise it does dude <laughs> it's really empowering indeed Yeah. What we can consider like the first song. section. Yeah. So, yeah, I have, uh, yeah, all timestamps because this is, of course, a 63 minute song. Yes. Best. Whoa. I love, I love that. Personal favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get it at first because, I mean, I've heard, heard it ambiently. I listened to it on a drive. And I thought it'd be perfect driving music. It is mm-hmm. not for me. Yeah. I, I was driving. I was in and out and then i sat down to take my notes on a different day and it just it just made sense it all just like that's, oh that's what this album does it just makes sense one day in the the all the weed smoke and the haze it, it's just like the skies part one day and it makes sense it fucking first of all has the best production they've ever had it's so crunchy and, and fuzzy and, and it has this bottom to it where you feel like Al's using a wall of amps. Yes. Like it feels that heavy. And there are moments where he, he does like the geezer brother thing where he goes to the high notes and they feel very dubby and powerful. Those are like, those are so prominent and loud. They buzz in your skull. Yes. It's like, so, it's a lot. It's actually kind of a lot. If you're not like setting yourself up to be in it for, if, the, for the long haul. If you call yourself a fucking pothead you think you think you're about that reefer life if if you can't listen to this album high i don't i don't want to talk to you so i got fucking super stoned and i said yeah. i have to listen to this stone i listened to a stone like the better sober <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't make a lot of sense so I, I don't know if this is true i couldn't find it but i remember reading or hearing somewhere that when Pike was like trying to like get this out of his system. Yeah. It actually wasn't weed. It was mushrooms. He Ah. thought he laid out like a 13 minute song, went back, played it back. And he's like, fuck, this is way longer than 13. (laughs) When you, when you listen to all these sections that comprise this massive song, I, to, They've, they even say, say it in like in interviews, the challenge became remembering it all. I, <laughs> and not because they're stoned, but because these are such simple riffs that are entirely focused on the rhythm, the rhythm mm-hmm. of it. And they're long, drawn out rhythmic sections. How, and they're all based around the, you know, an open, I, I don't know if that's a C or whatever, but it's a, just an open note. 
how you remember all this while fucking blitzed out of your mind on weed. I have no idea. It's it's so crazy. Like we've we've talked about, you know, bands trying to recreate a madness like Trout Mask Replica, which is um, like on like the same coin, but on the other end, just complicated. Yeah. But when something is like this slow and this repetitive it's just as easy to get lost and be like where where the fuck are we i don't even know if they i could be wrong and if if you've seen it i'm i'm envious i don't even know if they've ever like played it live in its entirety that's a good point i don't know if i never saw any mentions of them actually doing that because i feel like if they did it would have been a big fucking deal i know they've played like sections of it Uh uh-huh but like man yeah It's, it's a whole fucking thing and if you it's almost like it's easier to enjoy going into it like a song yeah because if you're going into it like an like an album like all right here's this this album you're going to be like this sounds very similar but if you're just fucking <laughs> in it for the ride like oh this is just an intense song that happens to be over an hour yeah it's actually kind of fucking rules <laughs> i i like it as both like it just because there's a, a song after and depending on what version you have maybe you'll get like sonic titan yeah live or you'll on the this the, version the newer there's hot uh, lava man hot lava man which really just like it's it's a fine song yeah. but i no kind of just wish it was just the one song yeah. yeah it has no business being any any bonus track i feel like has no business it, the song the album is dope smoker in my mind the album is just dope smoker. i agree yeah because it, it feels like because it's a, it's a hot lava man is a cool song but it feels like it's done dirty being like following this thing you can't possibly there's there's no there's no way yeah um, also like this this is like full blown peak like i remember sitting down reading the lyrics for this for the first time oh my so the the famous line in the the first vocals come in around seven th- seven minutes 30 which is technically the second song yeah and uh Al on this on this album, he's doing a thing that he'll never do again that he's never done before. Yeah. Like I don't know where it came from. Yeah. It's almost like it's it's like a metal chant. It's these motherfuckers are so in tune. Like it's like he knew what the soundtrack for the most recent Dune movie would sound like <laughs> before they did. Because not on this album, but obviously they're fans of Dune. And yeah, it's just like drop out of life with bong in hand. Yeah, drop out of life with bong in hand. <laughs> it, it's like the, the goofiest. It's ridiculous. Proceeds the Weedian Nazareth. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lungsman <laughs> unearthed the creed of Hashim like so it's a it's a concept album it's actually a con i mean it's a song but it's also a concept album concept song of like journeying through the journeying through the desert to get their bong or i mean with their, their, there's like stoner caravans emerging from sea sand it is that sounds very doing like yeah yeah um but it's just yeah there's literal we priest i'm not yeah abbreviating it's in the fucking song weed priest weed priest that's fucking wacky it's so funny because like if like kids i'd be like you're fucking idiots yeah you're fucking morons no but the way it's i'm like 
yes, take me on this this weed caravan. <laughs> this weed adventure. This weed venture. It is a weed venture. It's so silly, and it's it sounds like ridiculous. Again, it, yeah, it sounds ridiculous on paper, but it's it's actually just fun when it's in. In and action. I, and I think like delivering it so sincerely too. Oh, that's what makes me think they're out of their fucking mind. Is <laughs> the, the, the sincerity and the, them taking it so seriously. That's, what makes, that's fucking crazy. I mean, yeah, I think that like the one I'm assuming in Ohm too, when they talk about like Jerusalem and these yeah. like middle, middle Eastern cities, it's maybe not exactly that. It's more like, it's more like a vibe. It's like a place, man, in your mind. It's a place in your <laughs> mind, dude. Also, Jerusalem was the the nickname they gave the song when they were like working it out. There we go. And that's also the name of the first bootleg, the first leaked release of this in, in 1999. It was altered, though. It was shorter. It was in separated into six tracks. And yeah, it, it was... um. It's like good 11 minutes shorter. So a lot of yeah. this chop was, you know, edited out. Yeah. There's no reason to listen to that no. version these days. No, the, the, the 2003 TP issue, uh, uh That's, ha- has like the, I think, uh, Al went on record saying that, I mean, he doesn't think it should have been released, which is fucking nuts, but he has, he says out of all the versions out of all four, that's the version that he thinks is the best. Yeah. And also the, the artwork on the TP versions is so crazy. I, I love the new more like Dune. Oh, inspired, yeah. It's, it looks if awesome. Go, if you go up a little more, that one. That oh, yeah, one, with the horse and the, yeah. It has like multiple legs. Like there's something very weird about that that just fits better not that the oh yeah the most recent album cover isn't but yeah i do like the the most recent one it's more it's more clean it has a a misleading like psychedelic vibe to it it looks like it could be a cover for yes or something yeah not so much but but it is cool it's um when i think of illustrated metal album covers they usually tend to be pretty corny this one doesn't look so corny, even though the, look, the lyrics are the most corny. They absolutely are. But it still looks pretty fucking rad. Um, yeah. Should should we talk about the, more, mu- more the music? music or oh, the- dude. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Let's talk about the music and yeah. then let's talk about the... What the fucking what shit transpired. show. Yeah. So next song comes around 12 minutes 30. It's a very it's a variation of that second track, M- a little bit more Sabbathy, but feels awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not much tighter, but they're so heavy that it feels incredible. I yeah, I mean, I think they're really tight. I um the the more recent drummer Jason is awesome, but yeah. part of like nostalgically, I I miss I miss Chris. Uh, uh, nothing wrong with Jason at all, but I just like. Yeah, they were the OG. Yeah. Is uh, he still in Ohm? No, no. Oh, he, 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 he like cut ties with Al. Yeah. Also, I f- fucking forgot to. That's how excited I am. The, the guitar player that was only on volume yeah. one, he like became an, a, a monk. Oh, whoa, dude. He gave it up and he's he's I he's making music with Chris. But yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's he ventured into monkdom and then he got tired of it. And, and he was publishing zines as a monk. Like, like I said, he was only in the band for a quick second. And even he's like interesting and crazy. That's so wild. These people are fucking nuts around. Um, anyway, yeah. What was it? Uh, so here we, we haven't 
heard Mike, sh- sorry, Mike, Matt shred like this in a fucking while around 14 minutes, 30 uh, so, killer guitar solo, you know, for an hour long song, I would think there'd be way more guitar solos. So few. There's, so, there's a there's, ton of the next album, but yeah, on here, I think there's any. like three. Yeah. Um, is this my favorite? No, the second one's my favorite, but, mm. um, yeah, it starts off kind of more like a traditional, like classic rock yeah. guitar solo. And then it this gets like echoey and psychedelic. And then Matt Pike's going to do what he's going to do. And it's just shred. He's very good. He's on, he's an underrated guitar player. Like, like in it's, terms of like shredding abilities, it's insane to me. Rolling Stone like listed him as one of the best guitar players one year. And, like, really? Yeah. Even those fucks gave it up. Interesting. Even, yeah. Even they knew what was up. And now it's just He's like, man, dude, it's, it's crazy. I think high on fire is coming up on a 20 year anniversary. Holy shit. And that's high on fire. Not sleep. Exactly. So sleeps. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. It's holy shit. Um, around 1640. Vocals come back in, and they're, I find them to be mixed weirdly louder than everything else. It's the only time I think the vocals are mixed badly. But, I mean, these are the sparsest of sparse vocal lines. I, I'm talking one line every three to four minutes. That is another reason I think it'd be insanely hard to do live. Why? Just the vocal. Like, even if you, like, nailed the music, like, oh, I have to remember to jump in here. <laughs> They come in at the most, ra- it's seemingly random because we can kind of separate the time stamps into what we feel like are sub songs. They're all so similar though. So it's not exactly, <laughs> I want to see, I want to see someone perform this with like fucking sheet music. You need it. <laughs> you, it would, would you be a fucking would. encyclopedia, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need three little page turners with you. Also, um, you brought up like Al's unique singing yeah he does do some of that like tuvin throat yeah. singing yeah. at parts too they're like these monotone growls he hits one note on the whole album it's that one note it's in the same key as everything else it's yeah it's like, like tube and throat singing it's it's gruff and it's it's fucking rad it fits perfectly and he'll never do it again yeah it's just so weird you you know what i wonder is um around like eight 54 is we get our first not a complete pause but there's like these moments where it's just like feedback and not yeah. much else a lot of like uh melvin style uh droning yeah solo guitar I, droning. I wonder if you would have to like break the song up like that like this is the first like break maybe and i suppose if we listen to this album like ten thousand times we could kind of like pinpoint exactly where the changes are the the bands that that one band that like dedicates their life to playing captain beefheart life i want like one night only do the do this it would be a challenge and a, a different kind of challenge yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so uh, another section song whatever comes in around 2250 uh it, it's like it's, it's easy to call these songs when you hear the vocals come back in because of mm-hmm. like the long stretches without it. There's like um, a really fucking lengthy, super uh, sludgy, you know, droney guitar section around 20 minutes, 21 minutes. And uh, yeah, from like 2250 all the way to like 3040, it all feels kind of like one big giant song. Um, it, it does. There's like there's little breaks there like like around through uh 35 minutes like yeah. 
the drums go into double time, which is yeah. like it's unexpected, even if you're really familiar with the song. Mm. Cause this band, this doesn't do double time. There's no, yeah. there's no reason. Once to. in a blue moon around 35, 30 though, this is where the geezer Butler sounding shit comes in. Mm-hmm. Very dubby. I'll tell you, man, when I'm, when you're super duper high, that bass hurts. <laughs> it, the, it's man. It's, it, it's a lot. There's this something about their, their overall thing where it's like they need the bass the guitar the everything this needs to like reverberate from like head to toe it has to buzz it doesn't make you buzz it literally has to make you feel that way but that whole chunk like from 35 and a half to 40 and a half minutes it's so fucking cool uh that bass line really reminds me of roman dogbird from the melvins um it's similar but uh god damn it's so fucking right and then another amazing solo around 3855 i think i think that's my favorite one it borders on shoegaze it's yeah it's crazy it's this like sonic wall of sound that um like he i don't know he's it's crazy how he has this genre of music that he loves but he can always find these like unexpected avenues to take his guitar solos and then still like shred it up yeah yeah he has different styles of shredding too like the what you hear on this album won't be so much of what you hear on the next one uh the big chunk from 48 45 to around 58 and a half 58 30 that's probably my least favorite chunk in the whole album if i were to call it a song it'd be my <laughs> least favorite song it's not like a uh it's just more a big chunk that feels basically the same i uh, I like how absurd, like they're like world building, like Sonic Titans will come back. Like this is like the first mention of a, a marijuana knot. Oh yeah. I said, that, I said that very lame, but uh, <laughs> marijuana, marijuana, yeah, marijuana. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, like, that's the first and then we'll get a song. Oh, later. we'll get a hold. Yep. The whole anthem. Uh, so that's like that whole, you know, 40, 45 section that's that's sort of the last big chunk before it returns i think it returns around 58 and a half is when it returns to the the very first riff mm-hmm. or at least a variation of it uh and then it goes into like the, the the first you know drop out of life with bong and hand section <laughs> which is the best and it closes closes it out with with that whole section it, it, it I, carries on until the end pretty much yeah i think the like last 10 seconds is like my favorite variation on the riff mm-hmm. um i think i agree with you like the first two thirds are stronger but i don't know there's there's something about the way that riffs played where i'm like it's it is pretty very, fucking great it's just a great fucking album song my only issue is that it ends just like a song it does it doesn't end like an album it just ends like the way a, a, any song would end it's, it's kind of anticlimactic i guess yeah if you're like giving me this this visual of this marijuana not escaping earth to cultivate like give me this like i don't know something i, like, I this like sonic ring i yeah it, it there's no there's not a long uh ring at the end it just sort of ends it ends fairly quickly too which is interesting yeah also third solos my yeah my least favorite oh is it yeah yeah i know what you're talking about um, still good yeah but, you know it's not the first first two solos no hey, those first two solos oh boy uh yeah i mean i wasn't convinced this was best on my first listen i was had thoughts and doubts even before going into this but it seems obvious now like i've 
I've been so fascinated by this album for so long and like it's just always been crazy to me so I didn't I didn't think I would give it be- best but I'm just like the the way this album draws my attention I had to give it personal I think it feels like a clear best I mean cuz it's influenced by Sabbath but it's not blatantly copying them the way I felt like a, the last album had a lot of mm-hmm. uh, and it flows the way an album should uh, at least an album uh, it flows the way this type of album should yes where it's it gets super hypnotic at very various points um it has this consistent uh feel to it and with enough it's not like there's not a whole lot of variation it's not the most diverse thing ever but it just somehow works and, it, and it, an album like this has no business working it's as the kids would say it's literally a masterpiece <laughs> it is a, it's one piece yeah it it's is only one piece it is a, a fucking weed stoner metal doom masterpiece and i don't i don't know if anyone can even come close this is not happening again this album it, is not happening <laughs> and you know what even if someone did i don't think it would feel genuine because that's where we get into the recording of this and why this is even more of a special album and the fact that it shouldn't even have come out and kind of <laughs> didn't. So the the lore behind this album is, so they signed with London because like we said before, they said full artistic freedom and those you're our mo- only metal band. So, you know, we want to push you guys extra hard. Those motherfuckers at London. <laughs> Had no idea. They had no idea what they're asking for. <laughs> oh my god! So the, the first, the writing of this was already fucking weird. So this thing uh, it says recording Dope Smoker should have been simple enough. The band had been playing it for years on stage and in hotel rooms while they crisscrossed the touring circuit. But the song nicknamed Jerusalem because of the Middle Eastern influences on the band and the song, some of the song itself, proved incredibly difficult to capture. First was the technical issues. Recording a 60-minute song on tape proved problematic because a reel-to-reel tape only holds 22 minutes at a time. This meant the final copy had to, had to be spliced together perfectly, and the band had to split the song into three different sections. Already, where did they cut those? I don't I, know. Where- I'm gonna assume on the drone on the drone parts. Maybe. If I was a betting man. I could have sworn there were some spots where i noticed a cut i noticed a okay. shift but I, I couldn't tell you where those were or if yeah. i was just high uh, then there were the artistic challenges 60 minutes is a lot of material to remember yes it is especially on a meandering track like dope smoker playing wasn't made any easier by their studio setup recording engineer billy anderson who's been with them since the beginning is on record saying that the guitars were recorded on custom built amps designed to be so loud no one from the band was capable of going to the same room as them. Yes. Yes. You fucking, you take that record advance mother money. Forget, forget being financially liberated. No, no. And you just pour that shit straight into your art in the stupidest, best way possible. To the point where you literally can't even hear it because it will ruin your ears. This is, this is fucking spinal tap. But yeah. these go to eleven. These literally go to eleven. Well, those those literally went to eleven. But these <laughs> these fucking go to. 11. This is something else, dude. Uh, when the music blasted through the amps, more than half a dozen microphones stood nearby to pick up the monstrous sound waves billowing through the air. Sleep's dope smoker was a powerful force. You don't say. Now this is where get things get a little messier. 
Worse, the band couldn't settle on a final version, although they rehearsed the song numerous times in casual settings, entering the studio threw them off their rhythm. The process became so difficult, they actually bought studio time on two different occasions with a meaty break in between for the band to, re to refocus. The process of recording caused the band members to second-guess themselves, and the song gradually grew slower and darker. I love that this was maybe a shorter song. And... Got slower and darker and grew with the 63 minutes. Like, this isn't already difficult enough. Do you guys want to make it more difficult? Yes. yes. Okay. According to Matt Pike, they had multiple versions of the song by the time they finally left the studio the second time. Imagine multiple versions. <laughs> Dude. As, a, as if all of that wasn't enough, there was the subject matter. Although it's a single song, Dumb Smoker is a concept album at heart, telling the tale of the Weedians trekking through the desert to pick up their bongs and get high. Yes. All right. So this is where it was already going messy, but this is where it went bad. London Records may have originally granted sleep artistic freedom, but the rep who eventually received Dope Smoker wasn't pleased. The label refused to release the album as a one hour song and the band refused to budge. Now, what I read also is that their original rep was like replaced. Messed with it. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who originally negotiated with them and said, fucking, you got it all. He was gone. Oh, that would cause issues. Yeah. So they brought someone else in and they weren't too keen on the hour long song. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. Imagine being like a sleazy record executive and you think like you, you're going to go in and run this big record label and you have to go come deal with this mess yeah <laughs> yeah i mean how do you come into this one halfway through they spent all their budget on amps and weed yes <laughs> so this led to a, a full-on deadlock between the band they refused to release it edited in any way and london didn't want to put out an hour-long song so it didn't get put out and the band broke up <laughs> i do not know of any other successful. Well, you know, depend you depending what your terms of success. But let's go. Success is you're well known to. You may not be financially yeah. okay, yeah. but you're well known. People respected. Respected. I can't think of a respected band that broke up purely as like a fuck you to the label. It was. It's either compromise or break up. I there's something like so beautiful about that. And I think it just like added to the legend of sleep. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it it's literally, we, we recently talked about fucking buddy Holly. It's kind of the same thing. Maybe they didn't die in a horrible plane crash, but they died at the peak of like their artistic insanity. Yeah. And there it is. They're now a legend. They're now I, forever immortalized because of that. And I can't even be angry because unlike a, uh, at the drive-in situation where they break up and you get like an awesome band like the Volt, which I think the Volt is better, and then like a shitty band like Sparta, uh, like I like I love Omen High on Fire just as much as Sleep. So it's yeah. just like it's just a fucking cool little universe. These three, four guys have, yeah. have built for themselves. Yep, yeah, they broke up. Matt went on to form High on Fire, and then uh, Alan's Chris formed Ohm, and yeah, that was that was pretty much it. And, and then it wasn't until '99 where uh, the album leaked, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't reach like a legit release until um, 2003, of course. But Jesus Christ! And, and uh, 
So it says right here on, on, on the wikis, uh, Cisneros felt it should not have been released while Pike was content with its release saying, we did all the work, so why leave it sitting around? Yes, sir. And, and to think that this still wasn't the version that they also, submitted. Also imagine Pike being the voice of reason. That is, yeah. I mean, as he stands there with his belly, no shirt. Uh, was it? Uh, Cesaro said, um, he says, I don't remember dope smoke, the dope smoker thing. Uh, I don't think the dope smoker thing is the exact version that we submitted, but that's the closest one that's come out of the four. If I had to pick a favorite, that would be it. I, I'm wondering, like, well, then what was the actual one they submitted? Yeah. Like, or did he just get high and forget? Maybe it is. Me, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they'll be like the like most complete version one day where it's like all all four versions in like one spot. I do like that if you go to the third man records, you can get an exclusive vinyl printed oh. with actual weed leaves in them. Ooh, damn, that is going above and beyond. Yeah, there's probably like people who sell it online, but like it's like exclusive for their store only. Oh, shit. Interesting. That's pretty fucking cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Sounds like a waste of weed. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it grows. It literally grows on trees. I mean, you've, uh, but yeah, I mean, holy shit. They will re my best. Alex's personal favorite. It is a fucking experience. It is intense. You gotta set yourself up. It's you set up your environment for it. It's fucking it's something else it's one of the most like unique crazy adventures you could take in in hard rock like it is one of the most unique metal albums in existence by far on paper you're like what what is this but once you release yourself to the weedians yeah it's a tough one too because you can't listen to it in i mean you listen in sections but it's like no there's no yeah yeah it's it's really like you got to be ready for the journey you're ready to walk through the deserts with your weedy and brethren to find your bong and get high that's what Hell you yeah. have to do and eventually ascend to cultivate ascend to cultivate <laughs> and now we have a reunion well yeah they reformed in oh nine oh no oh i didn't realize it was that yeah. Long before this next album. I just never... I thought they'd be like a, a rage against the machine thing where they like get back together here and there and I'm, yeah. I'm glad they got back together. I've seen them a number of times. Exhausting each and every time. I... That was... I mean, I almost fell asleep during sleep. I like the band a lot, but it is a lot. It literally... It feels like you're watching... Listening to the same song. It It, it is, but also... There's something because I believe we were like right in front. Yes. And when something is that loud and we had earplugs in because we're pussies, but also because he has a wall of amps. So we're in the front and it's the, the, the vibrations of it are almost like massaging. That's a good way to. It's, it's so crazy. There's three fucking guys like I've yeah. seen like like Slipknot or the Volta with like yeah. eight or ten members. And it doesn't like drain you the way yeah. this does. It's like, it's a, a lot of it, what it feels like the same song. It's really slow and heavy, but once you get over the, the cause if you, especially if you have earplugs in, you don't, it's not like blowing your face off. It's just 
kind of massaging your body with these vibrations, <laughs> these heavy, bassy vibrations. Yeah. And it's actually like relaxing. It, it makes you want to go to sleep. <laughs> it's fucking, it's like the opposite of what I bet they're trying to do, but it's pretty fucking wild. Anyway, they reunited in, in 09, but they are I'll back s- with this. Oh, before that, they released uh, a single called The Clarity. Uh-huh. It's a 10 minute epic. Oh, of course okay. it is. Um, yeah, it starts off kind of electronic y, and then we're on to what we know and love. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's sleep. Sleep, it's sleep. It makes sense. But now it is time for the final album and the reunion. Here we go, baby. This I is, wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, I'm gonna talk I, extra slow. I wasn't even ready. I was just so excited. <laughs> this okay. came out in the year of our Lord, 2018. This is the sciences. Oh yeah, brother. Gotta have that bong rip. This is the marijuana thing. Hell yeah, it is. Also, Chris is gone. Chris is gone. Okay. He was part of the first few reunion shows. Oh, okay. Replaced with Neurosis Drummer. Oh, he's from Neurosis. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, he's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Hell yeah, he is. That's a great riff. Nothing like, I mean, it's brief. I can't want more of that riff. Yeah. Yeah, we, we never got anything like that from that before. This is like. Saturn vibrates his gravity dies. Yeah, another vocal style. Now it's the talk singing. This is more like what he does in, in home. Okay, yeah. Council is known, beyond the known, and picture sustains what's in its own. Traverse galactic sea, inhaler of the rift tree. So that is a pretty fucking rad opener, and I'm giving this one Worsley's favorite. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I I almost gave this best. Really? Because in a way, I feel like it's the most sleep album. It is the most making me sleepy album, that's for sure. And I, it's a good album. It's and it's actually I would see a, a stellar it, reunion album. It's one of the best reunion albums, yeah. and it's like. They're finally, it's weird because they're their own thing on Dope Smoker. Yeah. But that is just such a like behemoth. It sure is. Also, I just noticed Al was credited as playing a water pipe. Uh, I wonder what that is. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Stupid. <laughs> um, but amazing. Yeah. Um, I, this fuck, this album rules. I really wanted to give it best, but end of the day, I was just, there's something about holy man the charm there's, there's a personality to it this is way tighter it's way heavier than that one uh i felt I, the songs way less memorable it about as maybe a little bit less but on the same part of sabbathy is as holy mountain as well i th- i think it's less Sabbath. it's less it's less but it's it's closer to that than dope smoker or the, obviously the, the debut 
to me, this feels like not lyrically, but musically them at their most mature. And it really does like you can hear the ohm stuff and the high on fire stuff in here. And then kind of like I don't know what the correct word is, but they like haphazardly accidentally created a super group. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's of. how I feel about it, where yeah. it's like Sleep was the first band, but because they've been apart for so yeah. long and have developed these two distinctly different di- bands, yeah, different bands, and then they come together here, and it's just I love it. Interesting way to put it. The the so there's a couple reasons why this one I didn't like uh, nearly as much as the others. The number one is these are my least favorite Al vocals across the board, and mm. compared to every album, uh, it's the least interesting. It's the most calm and quiet and talky uh i love the screams i love the weird tube throat tube throat the weird tube and throat singing yeah. shit i loved even like it's, i liked how we did on holy mountain i don't love it but i, li- I did like it mm-hmm. here it just feels like the, the least interesting and then the two gargantuan songs on here i mean yep. there's three gargantuan songs but specifically i'm sorry sonic titan and antarctic thaw those are like, I don't love those. I, so, okay. I have mixed feelings about those. I'm glad, you know, they got proper studio, but then because they were originally written during Dope Smoker, they do feel a bit like a bit out of place. Yeah. So I, I can get that, but I, I still think they're fucking amazing songs. Also, I have a, a, a question. Uh, on streaming, uh, Giza Butler follows Anarchan's Thaw on this track listing on Wiki. It's before it. It's oh, track four shit. on Wiki. It's track five on streaming. And there's no explanation. Oh, nope, I- nope, nope, nope. The original. Um, there it is. The original 2018 release had um the the version that we used to is the, is like the better the right i don't know why this is i think it's a reissue and they switched the, the order of the songs yeah it's all third man so i wonder i wonder why that was and and also why the wiki has that the reissue the track listing to the the original but yeah anyway um yeah i think i don't know i like this version because i was so used to the live version yeah. of sonic titan that i I do genuinely like this version mm. more. I, I think it's great. Mm. Um, also, skipped over some important lyrics and oh. uh, and uh, marijuana. Yeah, would uh, capsule splash down into the THCSEA. The THC. He it's, poetry. It is. I'm so glad he didn't give up on the the dope smoker type lyrics. You can't give up on who you are at your core. No, no, you can you can make a heady intellectual yoga metal band like Ohm. <laughs> yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> They're a yoga metal band, and they fucking rule. I but haven't heard enough. Only heard little little bits. It does kind of venture. Their albums are different to me. Uh, I'll recommend you two, and then you can go from there. But right, um. Right. Yeah, you can't you can't run from the THC, bro. No, no, you cannot. Nor should you. Maybe you can swim from it, though. You can uh, swim it. <laughs> Giza Butler. It opens with a bass of its namesake. It's very Geezer Butler sounding bass. But goddamn, this 
is a pretty fucking rad song. It's like one of my favorites on the album for sure. It it fucking rules uh as a sci-fi nerd who loves heavy music and now because my body hates me the idea of psychedelics i feel like giza butler was like made for me in a lot of ways it's i i think it's perfect um it's one of the most i would say the most psychedelic thing they've ever done yeah yeah and then yeah there's like these these lyrics of like iomic pentecost yeah uh if if you're a dune fan instead of the i forget what it is in dune but in here it's the bong gerard the what the bong gerard what's the original you don't know the original um scroll down i think it does say if it go up there we go it's the gong jabar and they change to bong jabar and then madib is now madub yes 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 how so i've always had this impression of al as this really serious stone-faced and guy he is he's my dube my dube he's a fucking cartoon character and then the last notable one that i love a a cb deacon that's pretty cool hell that's yeah not bad this is it's so funny because i hear a lot of musicians who like lean into weed so much and it's their like it is their fucking identity yeah. and i find it kind of annoying it's pretty cringy yeah but there's, <laughs> there's something about sleep there's something that feels really completely deranged about it like that that's the key word yeah other people are too they're too serious or it's too fucking silly and in ways this is but there's the deranged factor. He, he, and he, I think that's what puts it over the top. I feel like he's, if he's taking it this year, I feel like he's legitimately out of his mind. <laughs> that's the only thing I can actually rationalize about the whole thing. Um, And then the botanist dude, that's dude. Fucking insane. Amazing instrumental. Like their most adventurous thing. Like their most melodic acoustic guitars. The, the only, that's the only acoustic they've ever done. Right. Uh, they, did a single after this album or near this album called Beneath Leagues Beneath. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Leagues Beneath and the the botanist share a, like similar DNA. Okay. And if these guys want to record another album, kind of taking those two Dude, songs is yeah, as like the point, I'd be very interested. The Botanist is easily one of my uh, all-time favorite sleep songs. It's their most melodic song by fucking light years. And it's 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 super jammy. It's a fucking shred fest, too. We didn't mention, like, every song Matt is soloing all over the fucking oh, place. Oh, he's, he's had a taste of high on fire, shred, yep. thrash stuff, and he's not going back. It is, and he's like going ham it's not just some random little tapping so i mean he's fucking going at it he's yeah like mike said one of the most underappreciated guitarists working not just in metal in fucking music yeah yeah and it's it doesn't it's while it's the most different song i think they've ever done uh it doesn't feel like a sore thumb or anything it doesn't feel like uh out of place or anything it, it's a fucking it's just a rad closer it kind of it, it really did perk me up at the, at the end i mean i, I like um giza butler a lot but i wasn't just wasn't expecting them to go in that direction was definitely wasn't expecting acoustic guitars no and the, that's what i get what you're saying about like sonic titan and antarctic's thawed yeah. being like 
you know, there are these leftover songs where like botanists, Giza Butler and marijuana. Yeah. Like they kind of share a similar DNA. Yeah. They feel, they feel like a step forward. You recognize it as sleep hundred percent, yeah. but they do feel like they're doing more things. It's exactly that. I didn't realize that Sonic Titan and uh, American Thought were older songs, but now it makes complete sense why they're my least favorite songs. Yeah. But they also take up almost half, half of the yeah. entire album. So it's like, that that's that is my that is why I gave it that along with the vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, goddamn! I mean, almost yeah, almost pretty, gave it best. I mean, for a reunion album, that's pretty fucking amazing. This were we doing the podcast? In two, I don't know why. No, this, we weren't. We weren't. Okay, yeah. we did it 2019. Yeah, yeah. This probably would have. I mean, it made it on a ton of. <laughs> oh, I did it. Ton of year endless. Oh yeah, I'm, it would have made mine as well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> easily. It's worse, but it would have. Yeah, but it's a, a good band. In the year 2018, it's the best. And it is a good point. <laughs> I don't remember what came out in 2018, but it, well, then again, 2019 was was spectacular. So yeah, it's probably not too far off. But uh, my worst and least favorite. But Alex is real big on it, and it's still a good album. It's Sleep is a good band. It's just you have to be into what it's doing. You have to be the, buying what it's selling. They're kind of a whole whole journey, and depending on the type of music you like, there can be these little different entry points yeah also this was uh this was mixed by noah landis who is a keyboard player for he's neurosis keyboard keyboard player okay which i didn't i didn't yeah i didn't realize that and then it was mastered by bob weston of shellac and uh you know electrical audio and all the stuff there that makes sense because i know um has worked with albini too so it's perfect it's what i i was bitching and moaning about with uh was it burning witch how i just crave more albini production with these mm-hmm. brutal bands it sounds fucking awesome yeah they announced like an indefinite hiatus and then oh, did they and then they are like i feel like then the pandemic happened and then they pr- probably needed some money although i don't know i feel like people go and watch high on fire and ohm so Maybe they well during the pandemic. I mean, that no one, no no no, one music, no musician was doing well. Well, yeah, I almost wonder if they make more money touring his sleep than they do on their respect their other two bands. They might. Uh, it's an interesting. I'm not sure. You know what? Yeah, I've seen sleep at bigger venues than I've seen high and fire on my own. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, which is crazy because. <laughs> They should just do a show where all th- all three bands play. Probably that exhausting. Would, oh my god, that's exhausting. One sleep set alone to, for them to play. I mean, Jesus Christ. I think you'd have to do Ohm, High on Fire, then Sleep, and then Matt probably needs like a, a good break between High on Fire and Sleep. Yeah, that's... Or he is a maniac. Maybe he can do both. <laughs> They are getting older, though. Yeah, maybe you don't do a tour, just a one-off, like a one-off show. Do it, do it benefit. <laughs> for weed. Do or, it for weed. <laughs> do it for weed. How about that? <laughs> you, you sold them for sure. Uh, but let's do a little recap. Um, worst, least favorite, volume one. A little rough around the edges. Still a cool listen. Best Holy Mountain. There's just something really charming about it. And then a uh, personal favorite, Dope Smoker. I will never, ever talk about another album like that ever again. 
<laughs> Not because we don't want to, but, but it just doesn't exist. We will never get another. We will not get another album like that. No. For me, volume one, personal favorite. It's fucking the craziest and most brutal and different sounding out of all of them. It's fucking intense. Rough, sure, but I think it has to the charm. And Dope Smoker. Uh, that is best, best, best. It's just a fucking, it's a, an experience, baby. It's an experience. And the scientist, Worsley's favorite, just happens to have two gigantic songs that I'm not hot on. And that's pretty much what's sealed, as well as Alice vocals. Uh, but as far as reading albums go, hey, it could do a lot worse than that one, baby. It would have made his year end. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Uh, so thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out and fucking being cool. Talk some shit in the comments. If you hate us, if you want to do that, subscribe and like us if you're better than the other ones who didn't do that. Yeah, that. Whatever. Uh, follow me on social media at PanderMonkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. And please follow our history guy Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media as well as TomOsmondSounds.com for all his music projects. He did a lot of work for us and you should help him and support him. Uh, please Please, 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 please join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash every album ever. That's where you go. You get some bonus episodes. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. You can join our Discord and be a part of our community as well as suggest our EAE singles episode. We pick all, we pick many of the suggestions from the Discord directly. And if you're fucking bigger than Jesus, if you're better than all the rest, if you're tier two, you can suggest a full discography for us to cover on our bigger, longer numbered episodes. So go there, do that please and thank you also check out my ep there's a link to that in the description cool 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 and let's wrap it what we gonna wrap with he's a butler he's a butler and why not holy shit that's that's a no people would have gone for something off holy mountain people would have chosen minutes 730 to 850 of dope smoker but you're going he's a butler if i had time to keep I don't want to pay attention to the song. That would be too hard. Yes. Hell yes. Giza Butler, thanks so much for listening and watching. See ya.
chalice cup billows as the freedom songs are Ascends to the gently with the smoke spilled love Let the inner God feel grateful for the heat